0: When you are buying um, shares using a broker, you are usually um, required to pay something called dealing fees every single time you try to buy shares in these companies. Of course, there are non commissioned apps, but generally speaking, you are required to pay dealing fees. To mitigate some of these risks, types of risks out there, is something called diversification risk.
1: Hello and welcome to Woke Finance, the podcast discussing all things finance and all things finance related. It's your boy Peter and I'm with my guy, my co-host Jax. How are you, man?
0: Hey, Peter, I'm very good, bro. I'm very, very good. Looking forward to spring, as I keep saying. Um, Here in the the UK, um, at some point, we're going to be let free. So I'm really looking down. I'm accounting down towards that.
1: For real, man. Soon, 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 soon. And for our listeners, by the time this is out, hopefully it's soon for you. Welcome to our listeners, all around. Keep doing your thing. You know what to our listeners, if you haven't done so, uh, please, please do make sure you check us out. Um, we are on Instagram, World Finance team. We are on all your usual um platforms where you can listen to this podcast on uh spotify soundcloud apple Podcasts. so if you haven't done so literally press pause take five seconds to follow us up on those platforms as well man it's supporting us and doing a lot for us so we really do appreciate and as ever we're going to give a shout out to different parts of the world that are listening to us we've got some new listeners chats from a city or place called perth which is in australia so i nice. just want to give a shout out to all of our listeners over in perth australia so aussies i wanted to do an accent but it's just not going to come out right you,
0: you, you're not good at accents i'm so telling you man, it's just going to
1: get us cancelled <laughs> hey, so yeah man so just a shout out to all of our listeners in perth and all around the world man we really do appreciate you please please keep doing what you're doing sharing liking and subscribing and commenting and the usual so we're going to get straight into it today this it's an episode I've been meaning to do or wanting to really bring up for a while. I've been speaking to Jax uh, for a while about it, actually. Um, and it's something that's quite close to me personally. And this is about funds, Jax. Yes. You know, I've be yes. touching up on funds. Obviously, right now it's, it's mid-March. Uh, the markets have been hyped. We've spoken about that recently on previous episodes as well. If you haven't done so tune into that that's for our listeners but yeah today we're gonna to be speaking about funds less so than individual businesses and stocks but um yeah man how are you feeling about that Jax love it man
0: um I love the idea of funds I talk about funds quite a lot I think funds um as we will go into it they make a huge part of a successful intelligent investors portfolio um so I'm looking forward to it I I think um our listeners will gain a lot of value um and will you know learn something new today if they don't know much about funds
1: Fantastic. And just sort of that in terms of not knowing much about funds, I guess it would be good to go into a bit more detail in terms of what is a fund, differentiate them from an individual stock, so to speak.
0: Yeah. So, um, of course, we talk about individual stocks quite often. We're talking about individual businesses that um, you can buy on, um, on a stock market. These are companies that are big enough to go through something called an IPO, initial public offering. And so you and I and our other investors can buy shares in these Companies, these public companies. But of course, when you are buying into an individual company, um, it presents risk. It is possible that that individual company can even go bankrupt. And of course, when you are buying um, shares using a broker, you are usually um, required to pay something called dealing fees every single time you try to buy shares in these companies. Of course, there are non commissioned apps, but generally speaking, you are required to pay dealing fees. To mitigate some of these risks, And by the way, there are many different types of risks. One of the very, very popular types of risks out there is something called diversification risk. I think the intelligent investor, the wise investor, would do very well to have a well-diversified portfolio. When I talk about individual stocks, we can do this by picking individual companies from different sectors, different industries, um, different regions, and that kind of stuff. And then you can create a portfolio that's diversified that way. However, that may be difficult. For some, some of the things that I've said for dealing fees. Um, and you may not know how to do it very well. You may not have the expertise to pick stocks. You may not have the time, the temperament, and you know, the the will to actually research stocks. For that reason, we have what we call funds. Funds are a way to invest in a basket of assets in one goal without having to buy them individually. Essentially, that's all they are.
1: Hmm. So um I don't know if this is a, hopefully it's a worldwide uh, brand, but you know the box of celebrations, so to speak. Yes. <laughs> so if you have like Snickers, you have Twix, you have Bounty, all of them chocolates inside this box, right? And the individual businesses are the Snickers, the Bounties, et cetera. But I guess a fun in a way, correct me if I'm wrong, it's yeah. almost like buying that box of celebrations with those individual businesses together. Well, exactly.
0: That's a very, very good, um, a very good analogy. Um... And yeah, I, I tend to use um, different types of analogies. I've used um, the smoothie as an example. Mm. You know, um, obviously you can go and buy, um, you know, orange juice, you can go and buy apple juice, but I don't know about you, Peter, but I like a bit of tropical juice. <laughs> 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 so I fund is a way to kind of get a mixture of different um, things in one go um, without having to buy all the different things
1: individually. Okay, then we'll, we'll carry on moving on, um, but I guess so. We've spoken a bit about what a fund is and how that differentiates from an individual business, right? Um, yeah. and so at some point, it be good to go into, I guess, the, the benefits of that, but first of all we obviously know and understand there's different types of funds as well. And it'll be good to go into some of the main ones um, without getting too, because it can get a tiny bit complicated, yeah. but it'll be good to go into uh, the main ones as well. Okay, well, I'll start off with the most popular one and the first
0: one that probably came around first, which is what we call a mutual fund. Mm. So essentially a mutual fund, as we've described, is a, is a fund where we have a, a fund manager who is someone who is, um, you know, experienced and a professional who manages this thing for you, where you and I, me, so me, Peter, our listeners, we can all buy into this fund. And then the manager pulls our money together. That's the key word. The keyword is pull. He pulls all our money together and then he uses his expertise and his, um, you know, his infrastructure and that kind of stuff to buy a basket of assets for us but he is actively managing this portfolio again another keyword there is actively managing he's trying to use his research team his analysts to find the best companies and trying to buy them so that we can grow our money over time for that reason they charge a very um well i was going to say very small but they charge a handsome fee um called a management fee per year it usually ranges between let's say zero and two percent Um, But that's essentially what a mutual fund is. You have an active manager who is managing a portfolio, a pooled fund, and they charge you a small management fee um, for that purpose. On the other side of that, soon after that, there was the introduction of what we call an index fund. So an index fund, as the name suggests, is a type of fund that usually just replicates an existing index. So for example, in the UK, we have what we call the FTSE 100. The FTSE 100 is a, an index that already exists and it comprises of the largest 100 um, public companies in the UK. So the fund manager can go and actually just replicate this existing index. For that reason, they will still charge you a fee. Of course, there's still admin involved, but they will charge you a very small fee relative to the active manager. The truth is um, many people like the add of index funds because it's passively managed. Another keyword, if you have your notepad guys, passively managed because it's cheaper and over the long term it usually works out much better for most people so those those are the main two types a mutual fund and an index fund you also have things like hedge funds which I'm sure many people have heard of especially with all the things that have been going on and these are kind of professional funds when I say professional most people don't have access to these funds they're not even allowed to advertise to retail investors from what I know Um, And essentially, they are funds that use a whole wide range of kind of exotic um, strategies, such as they can even go short. That might sound absolutely gibberish to you. That means they can take speculative positions and that kind of stuff, which you and I um, will find quite risky. So we don't really invest in hedge funds. Generally, the retail investor won't invest in hedge funds, but they do exist as well. And they make Mm -hmm. a lot of money and they have a different charging structure as well. So I've talked about mutual funds very popular. I've talked about index funds, extremely popular. I've talked about hedge funds very briefly just so you know for your education. But you also have something called exchange-traded funds, mostly shorted as ETFs. Now, exchange-traded funds are very, very similar to index funds in the sense that they tend to replicate an index or they tend to invest in um, assets um, that you know have a specific similarity. For that reason, they also charge you a very small fee as well, quite similar to an index fund. The main difference between an ETF and an index fund is in the name of the ETF. An ETF is exchange traded. When when I say exchange traded, it means it behaves as if it's a share. And for that reason, it is very important to pay attention to these things, especially when you are buying ETFs on platforms that charge dealing fees. Most mutual funds, if you're buying a mutual fund or an index fund on a platform like Hargreaves Lansdown, they won't charge you an initial fee or a dealing fee because mutual funds and index funds are not dealt; they're not traded. Let me use the right terms; so they're not traded. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas ETFs are traded, so you have to be very careful. But they are very similar to index funds. I was start waffling there, but I hope that's been some very good pieces of education.
1: No nah, man, that's that's a beautiful breakdown. Really appreciate that, Jackson. I guess just going back to so you mentioned uh, four different types of, of funds, so to speak. So we have the mutual, we have the index, we have the hedge funds, which isn't really accessible for the everyday normal retail investor. And then you have the ETFs, ex- exchange traded funds as well. And uh, of course, with the can you talk a bit about I guess the mutual versus index because obviously his index funds have not been around for forever. We're talking past couple of days. I mean, decades. Do you correct me if I'm wrong? But um, <laughs> it was days, mate. But um with the mutual fund, I guess that's of course managed literally by someone. Can you talk to to us what that actually looks like? So, if I if I go on an investment platform and I invest in a mutual fund. That fund manager, I'm obviously never going to meet them, but they're going to manage my money, correct? <laughs> yeah. So um, a lot of the time when we speak about the fund manager, um, we actually speak
0: about the company who are managing it. And it's usually mm. some sort of financial company. So it could be a, a you know, a bank, you know, like an investment bank like UBS, or it could mm. be um a financial company like Legan in general, um, mm. these kind of companies. So it is when we talk about the fund manager, it is usually the company. But as you said, there is also literally somebody or a group or or team who actually manage the fund. Um, And you you can actually find that out. Um, When you look at the company's key investor information document or just have a browse as to see um, some extra information, you'll find that there is actually somebody who is dedicated to managing the fund. And it is usually someone who might specialize in that field. So for example, if it's a fund that follows technology stocks, you will find a fund manager who specializes in technology companies and vice versa. So yeah, there is um, somebody um, who probably works for a company like the financial companies who actually manages the fund and there is usually a team as well. So there's usually kind of a a lead fund manager and almost like a secondary or like
1: an assistant fund manager Mm. um, who manages the fund for you. And I guess, you know, given the fact that they put their expertise and their time into this, that would, I guess, justify why there is a – an ongoing fee, so to speak.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because when, when, when I speak about, um, you know, the fund manager, it's not just um, him or her alone, mm. you know, um, him or her will have a team. Mm. They will have a team of analysts who are usually the people that kind of actually do a lot of the research into the individual companies within that mutual fund. Mm. So for that reason, you know, it takes a lot of time. It takes energy. Um, they, they can charge you a higher fee for that.
1: Yeah. and Let's talk a bit more about, I guess, that versus the index fund because you you and I would both know Warren Buffett has um, made some it could be controversial uh, statements around index funds in terms of you know, um, if you put your money in an in, in index fund, it will always out, it's most likely to outperform your standard mutual fund. Now, when I say controversial, maybe towards fund managers, who probably wouldn't want that news out there because obviously, <laughs> yeah. So um, let, let's talk a bit more about that and then off. Yeah, and then it'll be good to actually look at, you know, how do we actually differentiate it when we're on the investment platforms? Do we just, does it actually just say, this is an index fund, this is a mutual fund? All right. Um. So, okay. <laughs> I love Ron Buffett. So essentially,
0: <laughs> funny enough, when we are um, when a, when a fund is being comprised and is being set up, they normally have benchmarks, and these benchmarks are usually these indices. So if you have a fund that is um, going to focus on U.S. companies, it is very possible that the fund will be benchmarked against, for example, the S and P 500. Mm. Um, what you find, according to the the data, is that over a long over a long period of time, it is true that fund managers, active fund managers, don't usually beat the index. Um, especially, and this is the key, especially when you factor in the fees for that fund, right? So the key is the fact that these things are done over a long period of time. It is very possible to find a mutual fund that outperforms an index fund in, in one year, two years, five years, maybe. But over 10 years plus, um, it, it's very difficult to find many mutual funds that can consistently outperform the index.
1: Mm. So, without alarming, too, <laughs> without alarming too many fund managers, I think our listeners can probably decide what where to. I'm
0: shooting myself in the foot here. <laughs> I know I, you I mean, are. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, what, what I would say is there are. Uh, i don't know all the data but i would say probably about 70 percent of active fund managers don't perform better than their index um, yeah. like marks over a long
1: period of time so it's just even, where it is, it's the numbers it's the facts yeah i hear i definitely hear that but and but, then uh, yeah, go yeah I was
0: gonna say, but there is the 30 percent exactly you. so that's that's your job if you're going to be someone who's going to look for specific types of um of, of funds Um, then, you know, you have to do research to see if there are a good fund and part of that 30%. Peter Lynch, who is Mm. one of my mentors, um, one of my favorite mentors, I've read all his books, he was able to outperform the index by quite a bit, you know, he averaged a compounded annual growth rate of around 30% per year for 13 years. So if you can find someone like
1: Peter Lynch, then you're you're laughing (laughs) (laughs) absolutely absolutely and um so just going back to index funds um which is in my opinion looking like a a, a, an attractive um sort of uh, proposition right there so i guess on index fund jacks when you are on these you know, trading uh, platforms or investment platforms such as the Hargreaves Lansdowne or Free Trade, uh, Free Trade or Trading Two One Two, and we'll talk about that actually because there's certain obviously platforms you can you can invest in index funds on, um, and some that you cannot.
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll talk about
1: that. Yeah. yeah, we can touch on that in a bit. But what does actually would they actually say this is an index fund? How would you know that the difference between an index fund and a mutual fund, if that makes sense? Yeah.
0: Yeah. From my experience. Almost every index fund that I've seen has the term index in it. Mm. So it will say it in its name. Um, but don't, don't quote me. Um, mm-hmm. As part of your research, as a diligent investor, always read what we call a key investor document.
1: Fantastic. Um,
0: key investor information document, I believe it's called, which yeah. goes into explaining what the actual objective of the fund is. Um, mm. You know that, that should go for any type of fund that you invest, because mm. the name doesn't always give it away
1: course. And uh, Jax, you touched on on, on the last uh, type of fund that you mentioned, the exchange-traded funds. This is, in the past couple of years, I've been... quite a, pheno- a new phenomenon so to speak with a lot of uh, recent investors who are being quite excited including myself I'm not gonna lie, like, I love um, <laughs> ETFs I love them and um, for various reasons which I'll go to in a bit but yeah it'll be good it'll be good to go into a bit more about ETFs where you can find them um, and then you touched on that on that warning around you know the 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 key word is exchange um, it, it, it's traded just as a stock will be traded as well yeah so um that's important the fact that it's exchange traded and it's an
0: important consideration because if you are using a platform like Hargreaves Lansdown, which i use an example all the time by the way i love you guys this is my biggest platform mm-hmm. so don't forget i'm bashing you guys if you're <laughs>
1: listening um, Patreon.
0: But, <laughs> but um they charge pretty um high dealing fees and so if you're somebody who wants to be buying etfs you may want to be aware of that and and consider that, especially if you're going to buy them on a consistent basis, which I believe is actually a good idea. What I mean is buying stocks or buying funds on a consistent basis, drip feeding is a good idea. Mm. If you're doing that through ETFs, you have to really really consider um, the platform that you're using. It may be it may be better to use the non-commission trading apps because on those apps, well according to them, it's it's free. So mm. it's just something to really really um consider. But ETFs. ETFs are a bit different from index funds. Index funds usually follow indices that already exist, like the S&P 500, like the uh, FTSE 100, et cetera. Um, ETFs can be kind of made up in in the sense that, you know, you've got um, one of my favorite um, people out there, Cathy Wood, who's got her own ARK, ARK Invest ETFs, which are something that she's made up, you know, so you can find these ETFs that um, are similar to mutual funds much more than index funds, if that makes sense. Mm. Um, but they're a, bit, they're a bit different.
1: Absolutely. And Jacks, man, we're going to go into, as I said at the beginning of this episode, you know, there's it's been quite a crazy three weeks, maybe, in the market, and yeah. lots have been happening, um, particularly, with, of course, with individual businesses. And people have seen their stocks go down, 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 and people have – seen some go up 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 depending where you've you've invested right and um i guess jacks uh you mentioned it a lot of people have a large part of their portfolio in type, different types of funds over their stocks it'll be good to touch on and we could we it'll be good to touch on the case for funds and making sure that we've we spend decent time doing good bit uh, research into funds, um, so yeah, I'm pretty much asking you, uh, Jax, mm-hmm. what is the case for funds over the stocks? Fund?
0: Yeah, it's kind of like what the pros compared to stocks. Okay, so and yeah. um, the keyword the, the first one um, is is diversification. Mm. Um, that is probably the most. Um,